0: Welcome to TrackCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council from deep in the heart of Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for being with us. Today we are wrapping up our series on Trek Think Tank, which set out to determine our city's optimal public policy and city planning solutions for up to 50 years in the future. For our final topic on governance, working group member Basil Musharbish of Pollard PLLC joins Scott Rorman of 42 Real Estate to discuss the values of good governance, the political, legal, and cultural frameworks of how our city is governed, and how best to evaluate the effectiveness of our system of governance. The governance working group's research was compiled into a comprehensive report that Scott and Basil refer to pretty often during their conversation, so we recommend you check that out. We've linked to the report in the show notes and the blog page for this episode. As always, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. TrekCast is available on most of the major podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please also give us a follow on social media as well, so you can stay up to date on everything going on around Trek. We've put links to everything, you guessed it, in the show notes. If you are interested in our other Think Tank episodes, those are available as well. Topics include mobility, community and culture, and technology and communications. We've linked to those episodes in the show notes and blog page for this episode. Now, here's Scott Rorman and Basil Musharbish talking all things governance right here on TrackCast.
1: So, Scott Rorman here for Trek Think Tank Policy Wonks and I'm with one of the guys who has been diving into this project more than most. And so, uh, Basil, if you could say your name and your company and um, how you got to this project.
2: Oh gosh, yes. So uh, my name is Basil Musharbash. I am currently with uh, a law firm uh, called Pollard uh, PLLC. We uh, primarily practice competition and antitrust law uh, on the plaintiff side, uh, but formerly I was in real estate law uh, with a law firm in Irving. Um, the uh, the way I got into the think tank, I uh, you know I went to law school with the idea of uh, working on uh, local government and community development issue with the hope of empowering local governments um, to pursue public interests, um, and uh, so, you know, when I graduated from law school in 2018 um, and uh, came back to Texas to start working, I looked around for ways to get involved with organizations that are, you know, thinking hard about how to make the ci- a city, a big city like Dallas, a better place, how to make it uh, more capable of dealing with the challenges of the 21st century, and... Uh, Somehow, I stumbled on the think tank in 2019 when it started under your leadership and um, just have been with it ever since.
1: (laughs) Cool. Now, who all was on your committee? Uh,
2: So, the team consisted of Aaron Abelson, uh, Campbell Roche, and Camille Van Dorp, uh, as well as myself. Um, Aaron Abelson is a principal with HRNA Advisors, Campbell Roche was, is managing director uh, in the capital markets division at JLL, and Camille Van Dorp is an analyst now with uh, Gables Residential. So a great group of folks with a great complementary set of skills that allowed us to, you know, really dig deep into uh, governance while also making sure that we're um, also making sure that you know we're gearing our research and analysis towards the needs and interests of the real
1: estate community. Cool. So um, tell me what uh, y'all's group um, kind of came up with as your main thrust of what you thought needed to be accomplished in the governance area. Sure.
2: Um, So I think we had basically three main findings um, from our group. Um, or products. The first finding is we basically developed a set of values, a set of five values that uh, good governance in Dallas should satisfy. Uh, Those values are civic capital formation, effectiveness, procedural justice, resiliency, and checks and balances. And we can dig into what those exactly are, but uh, we spent a good chunk of time at the beginning of our work trying to uh, research, uh, read, and uh, and think about what would be sort of a comprehensive set of values that um, that governance in Dallas should aspire to satisfy. So that's our first product. Uh, the second finding we made, you know, we we went into this thinking, okay, we'll develop these values and then we'll see if Dallas or how Dallas measures up to these values. Um, but as we tried to do that, what we realized is that there's just not enough research analysis, not enough studies existing about Dallas to enable us to you know, see if Dallas measures up. We, we don't know enough about the institutions of governance in Dallas. We don't know enough about the stakeholders in governance. Uh, we don't know enough about the performance of those institutions and those stakeholders in solving public problems uh, in order to conduct a rigorous, meaningful uh, analysis of how they measure up to these values. So, you know, we, and, and, and we, we we figured this out by really looking at by really reading every single book that's been written about Dallas governance in the last five decades. Uh, There's, about six or seven of them. And uh, you know the last one that was written was the most comprehensive, it came out in 2003. And uh, it's called uh, Civic Culture and Urban Change, Governing Dallas. And um, it was written by a guy named Hanson. And he really did a comprehensive job of looking at Dallas's civic culture and some of, some of its political institutions and how well they were coping with the changes of, of that time. Uh, but since then, we haven't seen anything like it. Uh, So so if
1: if I could interrupt you just for a second, describe what you would have been, I'm I'm sure Hanson's book and the other books were helpful, but you also indicated there were really some things that you didn't find. What, What would be the perfect treasure trove of data for y'all to have, if you did this again, what would be the perfect treasure trove of data to to have?
2: I am so glad you asked because that actually gets us to the product that we developed. We developed a research plan to get us that treasure trove, right? So the treasure trove looks like um, five buckets of data, really. Um, The first bucket is focused on understanding the stakeholder network involved in governing Dallas. So it's about identifying who are the different um, players who affect uh, Dallas public policy and who are affected by Dallas public policy, and then understanding how do they relate to each other? What kinds of influence do they exercise on public policy? That's the first bucket of data that we would need in order to analyze Dallas governance. The second um, category of data is an institutional analysis of Dallas. Basically, this is a study of the political uh, framework through which Dallas is governed. So, you know, how is things like how is the city council organized? Uh, How are neighborhoods governed? How, um, you know, how are um, powers structured between, you know, the political... Um, apparatus of Dallas, uh, of the city of Dallas, and its managerial or administrative apparatus. Um, so, that's, so that's one category of institutional analysis. Another is, the, is legal structure, looking at the legal structure of the city, its powers, its entitlements, the restrictions on its power, how it deals with other cities in the metroplex legally. Uh, and finally, uh, cultural analysis, uh, which is similar to what um, Mr. Hansen did, Dr. Hansen, back in 2003, looking at how do folks involved in governance in Dallas understand the problems the city faces, and, how do, and what kind of sort of menu of options do they have to, to tackle those problems? And finally, the, uh, one other uh, category of data is case analysis. You know we take this these two things that we developed stakeholder analysis and institutional analysis and and look at how have they tackled some important problems in the city over the last twenty years or so. Um, then once we have all that information, then we can integrate it all into a model of Dallas governance, sort of an integrated understanding of of how things work um, and finally we can uh, we can. Compare this model to uh, to the values that we described at the beginning. So that's the that's the sort of research that um, we we thought would be needed in order to rigorously, meaningfully um, analyze you know how Dallas is governed and how well it's governed.
1: Okay, that's very interesting. Um... Actually, it sounds very comprehensive as well. So is what you're saying that if you went into this saying is the strong city manager form of government best for Dallas versus a strong mayor system? Is it best to have uh, council members elected at large versus council members elected by each district? Basically, your group, uh, it seems wisely, but your group um, came up with you're not there yet. You're not ready to make those determinations yet because, um, all of these stakeholder analysis, institutional analysis, case studies, all those things, really the data is not there from which to actually glean and and make decisions. Is that a good summary or did I get it wrong?
0: I
2: think, I think that's, that's a good, uh, perspective on how we approach things. Uh, obviously, you know, the different members might have different opinions on these things uh whether you know looking at the the strong mayor versus strong manager model um etc uh, looking at how districts are structured i have opinions on the on those things but um in terms of you know analyzing whether any particular change would meaningfully improve governance in Dallas, I think we'd, uh, you know, we'd want more information about how Dallas is governed to begin with uh, in order to see what the effect of any change like that would be on governance.
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, um, the, uh, the report is about 60 pages long and (laughs) it lists a several, several questions I think 12 questions maybe 14 um, Mm -hmm. that um, you know are things to address actually um, there's even more because you've got different um, situations with within each so um, basically it sets out a framework by which to go figure out where the city is and then once that's done, it will allow you to start making some decisions. Um, the, um, it, the interesting um, thing here is, is, did you come up with how to go about doing this research?
2: We did. Um, we did come up with how to begin doing the first phase and we sort of charted the other four phases in general terms. Um, we developed a rigorous um, research sub-plan uh, <laughs> for the stakeholder analysis. Uh, we developed a, uh, you know, a method for identifying stakeholders, methods for identif- identifying the kind of influence uh, attributes they have, um, and then identifying how they relate to each other, basically how they exercise influence on one another and on... The focal stakeholders, which are dallas uh, city agencies and uh, and 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 the city council so um, it, so that's that's where we've developed uh, clear tools for how to proceed with this research you have you know we've, we've put together the framework we've put together the surveys you need to do we've put together the kinds of um, focus groups you might want to do um, and uh, and and the kinds of um, Interviews one-on-one interviews that you might want to do in order to undertake that research and then uh, you know with respect to the subsequent four phases uh, That would require developing, you know another research sub plan for each one Uh, But we think we've provided um, Sort of general guidelines for how those uh, can be approached
1: Okay, yeah, that's great. So If you don't mind, I I don't know if you have it handy or not, but if you could go through, I thought it was a pretty cool way to do it where you said, here's a situation
0: that's about to
1: happen or needs to happen, and here are the ways that we would attack um, getting the information and helping make a decision based on this particular situation. Can you list those four situations? So...
2: In, in in developing the survey, uh, we wanted to get a sense of um, what, who the stakeholders are and what are their general influence attributes um, and their general sort of uh, interactions with one another. But then uh, we figured the only way to really get a sense of how they... Um, influence each other how they influence the government at different levels is to pose situational questions to ask them to ask folks how do you think this stakeholders would the stakeholder would act in this particular situation so so we can go through them really quickly the this is the first situation that we posed for example was that the city council and i'm reading here the city council is considering the adoption of a controversial ordinance that will cause a significant change in urban development policy and affect the city of Dallas as a whole. Um, and um, and in, in that situation, we ask folks to you know, rank the stakeholders based on your, confident, your confidence in their ability to bring about the outcome that they desire. We asked folks, uh, to rank stakeholders in the order of who they believe should have the most influence uh, versus who actually has the most influence.
1: So uh, that's a that's a really interesting point that you. It, it looks like you had about eleven things there, and you just read right. out the the first two. Right. Right. Really, it really is interesting to see. Uh, how you guys broke this down. I think it's a very good job. So the first situation is what if the city council considered the adoption of a controversial ordinance that will make a major change and affect the city of Dallas as a whole? Right. Um, The second one you said was if your agency is considering issuing a controversial regulation, that will make a significant change as administered by your agency, Mm -hmm. here are the things that you should do. So it's interesting, you know, that is more sounds like staff oriented and it kind of gives them a, a roadmap for how to go about it. Whereas in the past, maybe they didn't have a good roadmap. Then number three was, what if a significant and controversial development project has been proposed in a neighborhood and requires a variance. And then here's the steps to go through to analyze that. And then the fourth one was, what if a neighborhood development plan with controversial and significant elements is being facilitated by the Office of Planning and Design for a Dallas neighborhood? So I thought it was interesting because, you know, so maybe the Office of Planning and Development starts an initiative and maybe citizens or property owners or other stakeholders don't like that or do like that and want to support it if they don't like it how do they put input into it so this gives you know 14 uh, or 11 ways to go do that so i thought that was a great way to break that down how, how did y'all come up with that
2: so the way we approached it was the idea of it's not you know we didn't want to necessarily provide a a guide to decision making for agencies. Um, what we were trying to do in most of the in in, in, the, in this questionnaire is really to try to um, basically create a, a you know a questionnaire that if 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 yeah. folks uh, in government agencies. Uh, in a focus group or not sorry not in a focus group, folks in in government agencies who are interviewed answered would basically color in a map of who the stakeholders are in this particular decision and how do they exercise influence do they you know what do they have power to exercise influence do they have legitimacy to exercise influence do they have um, the Urgency, you know, are they willing to, you know, spend money, spend time to achieve the result that they want in this particular decision? Um, And we tried to do that at every different level: at the political level of the city council, at the uh, agency policy-making level, um, and at the sort of neighborhood or project development. level and um and 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 i think you know we actually didn't necessarily think about it in terms of you know can a an a you know a government uh policy maker take this list and 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 make a decision based on it but actually now that you mention it <laughs> it it makes sense to use it that way use this framework as a tool for mapping out the stakeholders that are involved in any uh, decision that an agency is is trying to make which might help the agency you know navigate the stakeholders and, and make a decision in a public interest.
1: Yeah that's really interesting. So if you, um, if I said okay you're now king of, of this deal, you're king of Trek, you're king of Dallas, what how would you take this work that you and your committee have done and move forward, go get a grant to get some money to actually do the research or what are you thinking there?
2: (laughs) Well, um, I I think, you know, we could, uh, this this research could benefit from being, um, you know, from government, from, you know, city involvement. It could benefit from academic involvement from, you know, the universities, in the metroplex uh you know we've ar- we've already talked a little bit to folks at UT Dallas to see if we can um we can sort of house the research project there but that's that's still in the works um and um so you know yeah, yeah i mean uh, so actually that would that would make sense if there is a a grant uh that could go to one of the universities to you know uh, start undertaking this research, I think that would be useful in two ways. On the one hand, it'll be useful in generating this information so that we have a rigorous understanding of Dallas governance. And on the other hand, you know if we can
1: involve
2: students in this work, um, I think we'd develop a a cadre of uh, of of uh, young uh, leaders. Citizens who, um, you know, have a sense for this kind of in-depth analysis of governance and and an in-depth analysis of how to improve governance in our city, which uh, they can take with them into uh, into city politics and, and and city activism. So it could be very useful for the city. I think.
1: Yeah, it seems that way. Is there anything in this process that? Uh, you learned, or surprised you, or uh, was different than what you thought when you started going into it.
2: Yes, and I think in two in in, in two different directions. Both in the direction of, you know, things maybe moving in a good direction, um, or maybe things are are not necessarily moving in a good direction in terms of governance. I think in looking at the values of good governance, uh, what we noticed in the literature on Dallas um, and in the literature on sort of governance more broadly, local governance more broadly, is, um, is, is a, a problem of civic capital formation. That um, Civic capital, first I guess we should define what that is. Civic capital is basically the social capital, the kind of social capital that helps citizens, leaders uh, work together in the public interest uh, to achieve public concerns. Um, so it's things hey, like- hey,
1: say, that, say that one more time because I want to make sure I got that. Say that again.
2: Civic capital is the social yeah. capital uh, that particularly helps citizens and leaders address public problems effectively. Uh, so we're thinking here about um, <clears throat> the social trust, the associational activity, the loose oh. networks between citizens, and the habits of the heart, uh, or, you know, democratic uh, attitudes uh, that Tocqueville used to talk about, for example, that help citizens overcome, you know, collective action problems and uh, and deal with public uh, public problems in a communal way that's civic capital and in Dallas that's historically been a problem particularly because in Dallas until the 60s or 70s the Dow- the business community was in, and and business elites were in such a dominant position now that did, you know in many ways that was beneficial to Dallas because it drove its growth um but, on the other hand, it' sort of chilled uh political involvement uh civic engagement uh among other communities uh, and chilled the development of you know channels for different segments of the community to participate in governance and really um, enrich the way the city identifies problems and solves them and um and you know. For, 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 you know, for 20 years after that, the problem was that the business community had sort of uh, become internationalized, not as involved, and, um, and you had sort of very few other uh, communities of leadership to take its place. Now, over the last 20 years, the good thing and the beautiful thing is that we've seen a growth of um, of, of civic engagement across the neighborhoods, um, across faith communities, uh, across uh, racial cleavages um, in a way that may well help the city, you know, tackle the problems of the 21st century, we still have a way to go. Uh, we still have, we, there are still ways that we can, you know, help that move forward in terms of how we Structure institutions of government in the city, uh, but I think w- we thought we were. W- w- it seems that we're making progress on that front, and that um, sort of surprised uh, me. Uh, the another thing that surprised me that maybe sort of moving in in the opposite direction is effectiveness. We often think of Dallas as a well-managed city, and in many ways. It is, uh, particularly in the sense of maintaining, you know, public calm, um, and 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 sort of some level of comity, in politics, but um, especially in comparison to other cities. But, you know, in terms of looking at harder problems like long-standing things like racial segregation or things like the fiscal sustainability of our land use pattern. basically the degree to which our growth uh, has generated enough property taxes to pay for the cost of infrastructure to support that growth. Uh, These are harder problems that require the government to be able to, one, have a deep understanding of policy, uh, and second, to be able to act on those public policy concerns uh, independently and without sort of uh, relying on um, private sector so much, um, that has been uh, problematic. Uh, we we have had difficulty with um, being as effective as we could be um, on those fronts. So that's the sort of thing that that surprised me. Is uh, yeah, that goes against what we normally understand about Dallas, uh, but. You know those are preliminary uh, findings, and obviously uh, could be proven wrong with <laughs> with more research and uh, and and more in depth analysis of of how the city is governed.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Thanks for that. I I um I really like this report, and I really appreciate you guys doing this. Um, Thank you, guys and gals. The yeah. uh, um. So basically, your recommended next steps are to go get some research done. That would be specific to the things you've outlined. Is that right?
2: Yes. Um, the first step is to undertake that stakeholder analysis that we've described. Um, that can be done, you know, in a in an academic setting. It could also be done in an, you know an industry group setting like Trek, and it can be useful to you know lobbying organizations like Track. It can be useful to citizen organizations. It can be useful to government agencies, as we've discussed, because it helps them understand the stakeholder environment in which they operate. And so, um, yeah, I would say let's, let's undertake this research and, then, uh, and that will basically allow us to know ourselves as we fly into this uh, time of crisis, uh time of declining social cohesion time of institutional entropy uh institutional atrophy um it'll it'll help us understand where we are so that we can uh chart a course forward
1: all right that's great that's great well i really appreciate uh this basil and i appreciate your group this has been uh, very enlightening and um, we look forward to taking this to the next step, and I hope that you'll be, be involved in the next step as well.
2: Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, and thanks to you also for uh, starting this sort of uh, the, the think tank to begin with last year. I think you mentioned that, uh, you know, the goal for you was to get a group together to start thinking 30 years ahead um, and long term about the problems that we're facing. And, um, You know there are, and I think that's part of what we found is that you know there are many fine, fine organizations and people working on the day-to-day problems of Dallas and coming up with excellent solutions to procedural problems, policy problems that affect us in the day-to-day. But um, what could be useful is uh, is this kind of think tank to to help us think more long-term. And, uh, and see how
0: we're heading into the next 30 years. That's all for today's show. I'd like to thank Scott Rorman, Basil Musharbish, and all of the Trek Think Tank participants who came on the show and talked about their research. Thank you all so much for sharing your time and insights with us. If you missed any of these Think Tank episodes, they're linked in the show notes and on the blog page for this episode over at recouncil.com backslash trek-wire. Go check those out. Go subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Go follow us on social media and have a fantastic rest of your day. Once again, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.